I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Busted, landing these. Oh, nice uppercut by Buster Douglas. Look at this. He's knocked Mike Tyson down for the first time in his career. Buster Douglas is the new heavyweight champion of the world. And Dad, this one is for you. I love you. Welcome, everybody, to episode 305 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got an exciting guest to bring you guys today. James Buster Douglas shocked the world 30 years ago by knocking out Iron Mike Tyson to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. It has been considered the greatest upset in all of sports history. I was nine years old at the time, and I was trying to beat Mike Tyson myself in the Nintendo Classic Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, But I remember clear as day coming home from the Meadowlands racetrack with my family and catching the telecast on TV and was just in utter disbelief that the baddest man on the planet had been knocked out. It was also the same night that one of my hamsters gave birth to 11 baby hamsters. So it was a pretty quite a memorable night for me. I cannot explain how cool it is that I had a chance to speak with Buster Douglas on February 11th, which is when I recorded this interview, which happens to be the 30 year anniversary of the day he knocked out Mike Tyson back in 1990. And I'm sure many of you listeners out there who are old enough remember exactly where you were when you heard the news that Mike Tyson had been knocked out. James Buster Douglas will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And if you're following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace, then you are already aware of the rest of the guests coming your way this week. Wednesday, former NFL safety Ryan Clark will be here. He won a Super Bowl with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is currently working as an analyst for ESPN. Don't miss out on that one coming Wednesday and Friday. We're going to welcome fight promoter Dean Toole, who is the founder and CEO of Island Fights, which has produced many successful MMA fighters who are now fighting in the UFC. Dean will be here with me on Friday, so make sure you lock it into that one. And also follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to catch all the upcoming guest announcements that will be joining me. Speaking of fights, I'd like to congratulate boxer Diego Magdaleno, who joined me here on the podcast last week. He had a very impressive win over Austin Dulé. If you missed my interview with Diego, run it back to episode 303 and take a listen. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with the former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, James Buster Douglas. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. What's doing, guys? I am humbled and honored to announce that First Class Fatherhood is the winner of the Linda and Richard Iyer Family Is People's Choice Award for podcasting. I cannot say thank you enough to all of you listeners out there who voted. I was nominated alongside some just powerhouse podcasters, including former guest of First Class Fatherhood, Dave Hollis, who alongside of his wife, Rachel Hollis, was nominated for their podcast, Rise Together. Also nominated was Janet Lansbury, Debbie Reber, Jody Moore, Dr. Justin Carlson, Dr. Meg Meeker, Jessica Dahlquist, Heidi and Dave Kozlowski, and Rachel Nielsen. It is inspiring to see the interest in family-centered podcasting, and I'm just proud to be a part of it. I truly think that if we can get back to focusing on our family values, strengthening our family units, and reduce the number of kids growing up without a dad in their life, the majority of the problems that we're seeing in our country would start to dissolve rapidly. I'm Alec Lace. Thanks again for voting for First Class Fatherhood.
Joining me now, First Class Father, James Foster Douglas. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I got uh, three sons, 40, 27, 24. Yeah, very cool. What type of, what type of sports or activities did the kids play growing up? Well, uh, basketball, football, and one competed competes in amateur boxing. The youngest, yeah. it, James. If you could just take one minute here, please, to hit hit my listeners with a little bit about your background. Well, uh, grew up in Columbus, Ohio, uh, home of the Buckeyes, Ohio State Buckeyes, big fan. Um, Started my boxing career as a 10-year-old in the Columbus Recreation and Park Center. At Blackbird, my father's boxing instructor over there. And uh, graduated from high school in 78, was state champion in basketball in 77, 26-0. Um, played little league football uh, and little baseball. Slowly, um, and I play basketball from elementary all up to high school. Went to college and played a little college ball, JUCO, a couple of years. And then I started boxing again as a professional in 81. So you have it. Yeah, very cool. And James, it's obviously it's an honor for me to be speaking with you today, which is the 30th anniversary of you knocking out Mike Tyson. Uh, I was only nine years old myself when that happened, and uh, you know, as I got older and revisited the fight, one of the coolest one of the coolest things for me to see after the fight, you said, uh, "Dad, this one is for you. I love you." And uh, you know, as sons, we're always kind of trying to seek that approval from our dad. So, um, what was your father's reaction to that fight? Where was he watching it uh, that night? He was back in Columbus with my younger brother, Bill. They were watching in, in, at his house in the living room. Yeah. He was, he was critiquing the fight, of course. And then when I got dropped in the uh, eighth round, he told my brother Bill that I was admiring my work. <laughs> I, got, I got caught admiring my work, and I basically was doing it. <clears throat> So, you know, he, everybody was giving me accolades when I came home. When I came to the house, he was like, the first thing he said, yeah, you remind you're working eight rounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so cool. And, and, and James, I, I know obviously, it, you know, um, you've had a tremendous boxing career the whole bit. How, how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Wow, I tell you, man, I was in that uh, – in the room when they were you know, first watching the delivery of my son, and uh, that was that was something, man. It had a big big effect on me, like, wow, you know, and then holding him in my hands, you know. I felt like the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. an awesome experience. Yeah, and you know what? Obviously, it takes a, a great deal of discipline to be a fighter. What what type of disciplinarian were you as a dad? And was it different than the disciplines that you grew up with? Yeah, I was. 
pleasure to bring my dad laid back. You know, let the mother, my mom, my mom, my wife, she kind of had a big part in raising them as well. I was just there for the figure. You know, once they started walking and was able to hang out with me, they, they traveled, traveled with me. And uh, we had a good time. I enjoyed them. You know, I didn't really spoil them, but, you know, we had a good time. Yeah, very cool. And I know, you know, it's obviously it's considered one of the biggest upsets in sports history, but for you it wasn't really such a big upset because you did put in the work and you were ready for the fight. And I know that the passing of your mother tools you for the fight. Um, I, I lost both of my parents in my early 20s before I ever became a dad myself. What, what are some of the values that you learned from your mom that you looked to instill into your kids? Well, it was just uh, be respectful and put in the work and uh, just be the best you can be. You know, you know, I respect people and, you know, just, just be the best and just reach for higher goals in life. Yeah, very cool. And what was the transition like for you being a uh, a grandparent now? What was that like to transfer into that grandfather role? Well, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Um, you know, that's pretty cool. I like being around them and stuff. And uh, just kind of, you know, looking at the kids and thinking about me as a, being a child, looking at my grandfather, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's it's a good time, I tell you, because I come over clowning, getting them riled up, so when I leave, they'll be on a sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> what type of advice do you have for parents out there whose kids um, are looking to pursue a career in boxing? Well, you know, just make sure they – they train properly and prepare for the, for what's coming ahead, you know, prepare for the event and put it in the work, you know. It's gonna, it'll be a good time, really, you know, because the competitiveness is what really got me going was just uh, being able to compete. And it wasn't nobody but you. I like the one-on-one aspect of it. It wasn't no timeouts and substitutions. It was just you and another, you and the other individual doing battle and taking, forcing each other's wills on one another. You know, the skill set, you know, I I enjoy that really. And that's what really brought me back to boxing there because I left it at about 15. Then I got involved heavily in basketball and football and stuff. But that team aspect was kind of, I was taken aback by because a lot of the guys would be wouldn't be as focused or do what they should be doing to prepare for a game, and that kind of drew me back to boxing because it's like a basically individual sport, you know. Yeah, very cool. And, and obviously, your father was one. But what were some of the other fighters that you looked up to as a kid when you were first starting out? Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. 
Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Obviously, your father was one, but what were some of the other fighters that you looked up to as a kid when you were first starting out? Well, I liked Muhammad Ali. That was the main one. And I liked the way he boxed and stuff and, and worked behind behind his jab. Uh, I had several other fighters, too, like Jose Napoli's, uh, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, it's like like the smaller guys and the busy fighters, and they had a lot of activity. Threw over seventy five hundred punches around, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously now we're at the thirty year mark since the night of the fight with you and uh, and Mike Tyson in in Tokyo. There, when is the last time you actually sat down and watched the fight uh, against Tyson? And have you ever sat down and watched it with your kids? Oh, yeah, I've been watching it, and they'll come in and see me watching it sometimes, sit down and ask me questions about it, you know. But it's been a while, though, since i actually seen the fight, other than watching clips of it on TV or something. But, you know, it was a great moment in my life. And I tell you, it was like opportunity that I took advantage of, and it worked out for me, and I'm really happy and blessed about that. Yeah, one of the greatest fights of all time, no doubt, James. And I know you're, you, you've transitioned now into a different part here of your life. What kind of what kind of goals and plans? What are you working on right now? What can we expect to see from you in the future? Well, right now I'm really putting working with these kids in the rec centers. You know, uh, the same department that I came up in, and I'm excited about working with them. The thing that really was, was took me took me aback was. Working with the girls, man. I mean, we got a lot of girls in here working out, and they really. And when I came through here, it was just uh, men. You know, girls come in, but they would sit and watch. But now they come in, man. They all geared up, ready to go. And that's like it took a while to get used to. So I'm kind of gotten over that now. Looking at them like this is another competitor, but that was that was the biggest change. Yeah, and you know what, James? I, I, I talk a lot on my show here. I mean, we have, a, we have like a fatherless crisis going on in our country where too many kids are growing up without a father figure in their life. Are you seeing a lot of the kids that are coming into the rec center? Um, are they? Are, are a lot of them uh, don't have a father influence in their life, and do they find? Yeah, I, I would say I would say it's, it's three to one. Uh, ladies, ladies are, are bringing in their sons and men and. and you know, but, yeah, it's a lot of that, man. It's unfortunate, you know, because a lot of these boys need, need guidance, and a woman can only show them so much. You know, I've seen a lot of strong women come in here with their young young men, you know, but, you know, they're tough on them, but then, you know, they're not like having a father figure there, you know. They do a great job of working with their boys, though, their sons. But it is a lack of that, and that's unfortunate. You know, I hate to see that because I grew up with a father. 
you know, and I know how wonderful that was having him to look up to and, and talk about and get advice from. You know, so my heart pours out to those young men that grow up fatherless. But I try to make the best that we can with what we got. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, and I, I think it's awesome of what you're doing, too, and giving back and giving – I think boxing, it still provides a, a definite outlet for these kids to have an opportunity uh, to make something out of themselves and to have somebody like you to look up to, I think, is um, is awesome. And, I, and I, you know what, and I, and, I, and I run into guys that were boxing with me as an amateur and were, like, you know, single parents, and they looked at my father as a foggy fit father figure, and they say that today. How much my dad helped them, and I didn't even know that was going on, and I was right there. You know what I mean? It was just, you know, I guess the support that my dad, my dad had, and, and respect and love he had for the young men. You know, because it was a tough part of East Side of Columbus, tough area in the city, and uh, today they, they they say great things about my dad because of the men they have became. Because of my father, you know, that's a warm feeling that brings a warm feeling inside to hear that, you know, <clears throat> that my dad helped him out so much because he was involved in Parks and Rec for quite a few years. I was just saying, I think that's awesome, James, and I think, you know, many will be saying the same about you, uh, uh, you know, of being able to say that you've been able to give the, your time and, and to be able to, you know, be a uh, be a father figure to so many different kids yourself. And that's, that's funny because I said it. There's nothing else. If, we gonna, if, the, if the kids don't fight that well, they'll look good in the ring because I make sure we got nice equipment, you know, nice uniforms. <laughs> At least before the bell rings, they'll look intimidating, <laughs> coordinated. <laughs> well, yeah, last thing I want to hit you with here, James, I love to ask all the dads that I get on my podcast here, what, what type of advice do you have for the new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Well, it's all about you. It's all about your babies, you know. You got to remember that no matter what happens with you and your spouse or your girlfriends, it's all about the kids, man. And no matter if you're not with the young lady, you still want to make sure that you take care of that baby, be there for that baby, have that baby feel like he has somebody behind him all the time, supporting him and backing him 100%. It's all about support, man. You never know how where you're going to play or take that young man or young lady. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, James Buster Douglas, you are a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great day, man. All the best. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to James Buster Douglas for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Lock it in Wednesday. NFL Super Bowl champion safety Ryan Clark will be joining me here on the podcast. And Friday, fight promoter Dean Toole, who is the CEO and founder of Island Fights, will be here. And make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all of the other upcoming guest announcements. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and thank you for doing so. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.